Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, October 13, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, actually, we have a lot on the docket today. From a daily chart perspective, we're going to get into what jumps off the page, what's the daily chart saying, what's the bigger picture saying, but also from an intraday perspective I think it'll be interesting to see exactly what happened inside the numbers we had an interesting afternoon trade enter our hands today and it worked out pretty much picture perfect but we're gonna go over the details of that trade why we're gonna look at the charts we're gonna look at the charts that was provided to inside the number members before the trade happen then of course we're going to take a look around the horn take a look at a bunch of different charts a bunch of different markets and get the best picture the best possible schematic of what's going to happen going forward first let's zero in on exactly where we are in the daily chart today's activity was basically almost an inside day to yesterday's activity they're basically eating time off the clock the high wasn't as high the low was basically running a test of yesterday's low within a few pennies they're basically going sideways so already once that begins to happen we have to consider that there could be more sideways activity which does what it builds energy for another move higher so then we would start to talk about this here's a flagpole here's a potential bull flag pattern some kind of wedge pattern that's what would happen with a few more days of just back and forth chop shop formation sideways activity we're in the middle of a spot or I should say they're in the middle of a spot what's that spot well on the south side you have a gap the gap is at 346.85 and then you also have a breakdown candle high that comes in at 356 and change so up above we know where the market would want to be going to run a test and down below we know that markets love to go back and fill gaps that were left open which way is it going to go we'll see at present as long as they don't close hourly below yesterday's low below today's low then what they're doing is building energy for another push higher they begin to close hourly below today and yesterday's low then that begins to change the picture and the door for the gap is actually opened so if we want to zero it in and put some bookends in place we have the gap down below that's down south and we have the break down candle high all the way up above 356 up north we're right in the middle which way are they going to go they can actually do both this week we don't know that they will but there's no reason they can't should we expect a pickup in volatility leading into the election the answer is yes we should talked about it last night we're going to discuss it again tonight we're not going to believe that the market's going to just waltz up and make new highs and keep going between now and the election and then thereafter it's under normal garden variety conditions that we would expect some let's call it whipsaw behavior you're going to see both sides get down and dirty leading up into the election day november 3rd each side loves to float out misinformation rumors about the other side they lie about the other side it's just a horrific type of example of what not to do we don't really care about the election at least not for the purposes of this conversation what we do care about is how can you make money with the market so therefore let's take a look inside the numbers 
It's going to be interesting to go over the notes today. I need you to pay attention if you're at all active in the market during the trading day. If you think you want to be active in the market during the trading day. Pay attention to what happened today. I'm going to explain everything in detail. It's going to be worth the time. Inside the numbers members today, not only did they get an education, but they also got an education where you don't have to pay for it. You actually got paid to get the education. How do you like them apples? By the way, it was in fact, once again, Turnaround Tuesday. Kind of funny how the market always seems to turn around on Tuesday. A little bit of a pullback, nothing other than garden variety. We'll move it along. In the early thoughts, we didn't have much to say, but we had the numbers. We just discussed where they would be heading if they do push up north. If they're pushing higher, we know where they're headed to the breakdown candle high. If they drop them in an early shakeout operation attempt, the zone where the bulls have to play defense is around 3518 to 3513. 351.75 to 351.25. Now, think about this for a second. This is probably quarter to eight in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, 8.15, something like that. I forget exactly what time I put this up on the board today, but it was early. That's the last line of defense before they head to the big fat round number of 350. This is all going to come into play later, so pay attention. Now, here's a five-minute chart. You know the drill right at the vertical is today's activity, but we want to get our faculties. We want to set the table. The two horizontal lines you see, 351.75, 351.25. What you'll see in the notes is that 351.75 was the pivot. That became our pivot. The market needed to get over and stay over 351.75 in order to have a chance to make a run. They never really did that, but that was discussed in the notes all day long. Before the opening bell, we come up with the range that the market trades in all morning long. How do you do that? You know thy numbers. That's how you do that. This is no joke. This is serious business. Moving right along. 907, you see the post. They actually went down and did the numbers in the zone that we discussed before they got there in the pre-market. Obviously, you already saw the chart. As it turned out, they spent a lot of time in that zone moving along. Now, Food for thought. Again, this is even before the opening bell. If the zone they tested around 351.75 to 351 and a quarter in the pre-market give way, what happens? The big fat round numbers give or take 350. And if they do that, it will be showtime for the bulls to play defense. Now this is before the opening bell. Let's keep going. 935, we have a couple of stocks on the move that hit real fast. We'll get back to those later. More information on just what in case they get below the zone. And more information, 351 and a quarter, get below and it opens the door for 350. Wound up being a creeping market for a lot of the day. Let's fast forward a little bit. We know the zone. We already saw the market. We identified the zone pre-market. The market traded in the zone. Not much else to say. But the question as the day goes on is, are you still willing to buy 350 if they get there? And the answer is, it depends on when and how they get there. So what you'll see is later on in the day, they got there, but not in the way we like it. They were a creeping market. I'm fast forwarding through the notes a little bit. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart. I urge you to double check the work. But what you can see here all throughout the morning is they stayed in that range. We knew the range ahead of time. They stayed in the range. What else do we really need to say about the range? Now, here you see 1044. What's the safety net on a long trade? The long trade we're talking about is 
if they got to 350 sooner than later. They didn't do that. They didn't come in the way we like it. They creeped in later on in the afternoon. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But we're already talking about the safety net, 349.06, which was yesterday's low. Keep that in mind. Keep that on a sticky note. We'll get back to that. They're creeping, and again, above 351.75, it takes 350 off the table. Something else is going on. The bulls would grab the ball, and they're headed up north. So we've got both sides of the tape, but they're still stuck around the pivot. 351.75 or slightly below. Until and unless they got above the pivot, we don't have to worry about the north stuff. Moving right along. Now we start to see a picture. A picture's worth a few hundred words, so let's take this one from the top. At present, it's quiet. We have somewhat of a chop shop on our hands. However, a picture is worth a few hundred bucks. What's the deal? It's a 240-minute chart of the ES Futures continuous contract. Here's where you need to pay attention. Why am I looking at this chart? Because almost nobody will be looking at this chart. So I am. What do you see? What you see, and we'll cut to the chase, you see a big breakup candle, and you see the market shimmying down to run a test, or at least in this case, it looked like they were about to, or sometime in the near future, would be running a test of the breakup candle low. So here you see, if you've taken the lazy e-mini trader course, you should see a market that is building energy to go higher. It's a pattern that is doing what it's supposed to do before it's ripe. Sometimes a market is going in a different direction, completing the stuff it needs to do while it's getting ripe or while it's ripening. That's the way we're looking at the chart. Where's the low of the breakup candle? Not far away from today's proposed support price. Okay, let's move it along. 11.27, as the end of the hour approaches, where are they? How about right around 351.75, give or take? It remains our pivot. When they do that, when they center around a number that I deem important and I keep hashing, rehashing the number, this is an important number, this is an important number, and then they seem to center around that number, around the hourly close. This is on the half hour, meaning the end of the hour is on the half hour in concert with when the market starts. So the market opens at 9.30, hour number one closes at 10.30, number two at 11.30, and so on. So around 11.30, here they are, 351.75, or they were slightly below. But it's funny how that works, how that tells me once again as the day goes on whether a number really is or is still important as it was before. Okay, moving along. Let's see what we've got here. Big post. To answer the question, now here's where we're learning stuff. They're creeping lower. Therefore, 350 is not the same as it would have been this morning. Slow creeping markets hitting the number is not the same as a market that gets hit to the number in a straight line or at least in a hurry. It's a chop shop formation. Give or take, 350 should still provide support if reached, but this trader is no longer interested in a creeping market. What about lower? Sure, around the low of the breakup candle shown in the chart below. Let me repeat that because I had some emails from traders that weren't sure. They didn't really read the full and complete notes throughout the day. Sure, I'm interested around the low of the breakup candle shown in the chart below. So I'm setting the stage early. I'm setting the stage around lunch for if they're going to do this, let's get prepared. You got to be in uniform. You got to be ready to go in the game. Where is it? Around 2493, give or take, SPY 24906 is yesterday's low. 
You see where we're going with this? We don't know that they will get there, but if they do, it would represent an area the Bulls would send out special teams to play defense. That means buyers. All right, let's move it along. Here we go. 154, no change. They remain in a drip lower, chop shop formation. Still, only zone this trader would take a long trade is around 349, give or take. No surprise, by this time, I've said it a number of times. Moving right along. So now, here's what happened. They dripped into 350. They started to bounce. I thought they were done. I'm not really paying attention. And all of a sudden, they make another move later. But let's read this because, again, it's a learning opportunity. They dripped into the big fat round number. They spike it a little bit. It works, meaning they try and bounce the market above the big fat round number. We're talking about 350. But I wasn't interested. It's okay. I don't care if I miss a trade. Life of a trader. No position. Flat, dumb, and not unhappy about it. Doesn't matter. There's another trade coming around the corner. Maybe today. Maybe tomorrow. On our terms at our price is how it works. They're running out of roadway here for the day. They were getting late in the day. Last hour, anything goes back as necessary. Now watch this. All of a sudden, they make a break. They finally make the run for 349. So far, the low is 349.09. And yes, this was the spot I was talking about all day long. Any trader that purchased the market down there should be taking profit along the way. We're going to go to a chart, and I'm going to show you a couple of things that will pull this all together as I talk through the actual candlesticks. At this point, it's a break-even stop or in the money, obviously, that's trader's choice, on the remainder of the position. We take profits along the way. We treat it the same or similar to stocks on the move. This is a trade. I'm not looking to marry the market, and I'm out before the end of the day. Trader's choice no matter what happens. If they give more, fine. If not, profit is in the pocket. Now, what I decided to do was put up the same chart from before, but forward in time. Same 240-minute chart, what did they do? They went down to test the low of the breakup candle. We see this over and over and over again. Now, here's the point. At the time, what I'm saying is whether the trade gives any more or not is irrelevant. It's the spot and it's the trade 100% of the time because it works the majority of the time, even for a small gain, usually more. Let's move along. Into the end of the day, anything goes below the low of day, could be a test or go lower. This trader will not stick around to find out. They never went back down there. I'm just saying what's on my mind. Again, my mind, dangerous place to be. If they go back down, I'm out. But if they don't go back down, I'm going to try and ride it into the end of the day. If they can get above, now pay attention, if they can get to 350, it opens the door to 351 by the close. And there's more. Wait, but wait. There's more. Above the low of day, she's okay. You've got the schematic back as necessary. Heard from many of you, obviously, nice trade. The rest is gravy. But here's the deal. Two things real quick. Nothing says if reached, they have to stop at 351. In fact, the actual number is 351.35 if they want to do it before or into the closing bell. Trick and company always lurking. That's an awareness. We always want to be aware of those guys. And then into the end of the day, they did do the full Monty and then some. Now let's put some numbers and some candlesticks to that information. So here again, we have the same five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is only today's activity. 351.75 is on the board. 349.06 is on the board. 349.06, you saw in the notes, that was yesterday's low. You see today's low. So that was the low within a few pennies. 
Then they make a run-up, and remember the other number we talked about on the screen. What was it? And there you have it. On the bottom side, 349.06, within a few pennies, that worked. On the top side, 351.35, within a few pennies, that worked. I would say pretty successful day from an SPY perspective inside the numbers. We ate a lot of time off the clock with that whole dissertation, but I think it was important to see what type of education traders are getting inside the numbers and then also what they're getting in terms of the numbers. Stocks on the move today. We had five on the board early. We're getting into earnings season, so they're starting to come. As you can see from this list on the right-hand entry hit column, one jumped its target, three hit their numbers. Let's go over and take a look at the charts. We've got FAST, JNJ, NCLH, and RCL was the one that jumped the number. We're going to take a look at that chart too. There was a second number. We'll might as well start with that one, RCL. First number, 64.41. The stock opened the day below the number. That number's wiped off the board. There was a second number, 63.52. Any trader that bought that second number had a small shit burger, more like a slider. Here's the 10.30 close. I'm going to cut right to the chase with this one. 10.30 close was 62.91. So somewhere in that neighborhood, we had to take a 50, 60, 75 cent loss, depending on when and where you got out. Painting by the numbers, it was a slider slash little tiny shit burger. Didn't work. The number was wrong. We move on. How about JNJ? 147.88 was on the board bright and early. And guess what? Where's the low of the day in the first five minutes of the trading day? 147.88 on the button. And just a few minutes later, and you can see the high of 150.12. It came back in, and you can see the importance of 147.88. It worked again. Not that it's a second trade, but again, Again, with the numbers, you have to know the numbers, and the takeaway is that the numbers work. Not 100% of the time, the majority of the time. I'm not going to get them all right. It's just impossible. How about Norwegian Cruise? You can see 1688 was the only number on the board. They came into the number, spiked it by a few pennies, turned around, went back in the other direction, made a high of 1712. Not exactly a blockbuster trade, but... Again, when you're following the rules and painting by the numbers, that is the minimum or north of the minimum expected profit. We call that a base hit. It's a scalp trade. How about fast? Here's one getting a haircut at the open. 45.22 was put on the board bright and early. First candle of the day. And you have to see this. The first candle of the day opens at 45.23. You had to have an order in the system for this one. They hit the number, turn around, just minutes later, they're making a high of 46.09. Did the deal real fast. Know thy numbers. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Same thing that was going on in the SPY today. A little bit of a pullback. They're high on the chart. They're far away from home base. No surprise. No federal case. Trading for the most part on par with the SPY today. Nothing we can do with that information. So therefore, you know the routine. That's right. We move it along. How about the RSP? Now this one did outpace the SPY on the downside. Not by all that much, but by a little bit. Enough to notice. Enough to have a small puzzle piece on the table. We know the RSP is the equal weight index. Therefore, it's more representative of the S&P 500 than the actual SPY is because it is, as compared to the RSP, a little bit top heavy. What about the folks down at the transportation department? On par with the SPY again. 
They're on par. We can't make a federal case out of it. It's not leading in one direction or another. It's not acting as a canary. It's nothing other than a day that was equal to, in terms of a pullback, the S&P 500. Nothing to do. No federal case. Again, move it along. Folks out in Silicon Valley, at the end of the day, flat as a pancake. What do you do with that information? Nothing. You do the same thing. You move it along. Remember, the SPY is in the middle. They're either going to go up north to the breakdown candle high or they're going to go down south to fill the gap. We'll probably know more when you wake up Wednesday morning and the other markets are going to be doing the same thing. That's just the reality of the way it works. How about the financials with the XLF? If there is a canary, this one got hit pretty hard today, down almost 2%, outpacing the SPY on the downside. So if there is a takeaway from an ancillary market or one of the sectors within the S&P, the financials are a pretty good case. They're still above all the moving averages on the daily chart. So technically speaking, they still maintain in an uptrend on the daily chart. But we know about the weekly chart. Looks like a real hellhole. At the end of the day, before the XLF is done, I have to believe that the weekly chart we're going to find into those moving averages. Testing somewhere in the vicinity of this breakdown candle high along with these moving averages up here. I have to believe that they're going to make at least one more push to get the market up there. Smash mouth, down 76 cents today, less than one half of 1%. What do we do with that information? Nothing. They basically just went sideways after a big up day yesterday. There's nothing we can do, nor is there anything we should do with this information. Again, SMH, like other markets, move it along. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you and that without you, these videos are not possible? That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.